Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or more medicines. Today, HIV pills with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. That's nice, right? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, it's no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about a two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, real talk. Nobody loves the holidays more than my wife. That is a whole ass fact. And I have not any shame about that. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. I'm going to tell y'all about the great Christmas fiasco. All right? <laughs> That's every year. Which one? And no, no, no. This is when I really started to realize that you had problems. Okay? <laughs> um, and I should have... There was a lot of red flags when we were in college because I saw a lot of the same behavior. But this, this time really took it over the top. Okay? We were still living in the apartment. Okay? In Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Okay. And typically... The Christmas tree goes up for us the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So because Kadeen was pregnant with Kaz, I believe, she was like, babe, can we put the Christmas tree up early this year? Because, you know, the Christmas holiday, and I want to be able to participate as well and all of this stuff. <laughs> so I said, cool. When do you want to put the Christmas tree up? No. She had the Christmas tree up and out by October 30th. This was before Halloween, guys. Before Halloween, there was a Christmas tree box in my living room. Mm-hmm. So I said, bet. All right. I'm going to put this tree up now. I said, but if the tree, Christmas tree goes up this early, it has to go down the day after New Year's. Like, it, like January 2nd, the tree has to come down. 
So she was just like, okay, babe, I agree, I agree. She agreed everything. And the Christmas tree went up, right? The whole holiday season went through. She was chilling with the tree, taking pictures with the tree. The tree was nice, right? <laughs> January 2nd comes around, and I'm like, yo, okay, it's time for this Christmas tree to go down. It's been up for a full two months. And she's like, babe, I'm not ready for it to go down. I said, yo, I'm taking it down. She's like, no, don't touch my tree. So now she's starting to get a little bit hostile. <laughs> like, she's like, yo, don't touch my tree. So I'm like, fine. Now that, now, now that you don't want to take the Christmas tree down now, you got to take the Christmas tree down on your own. Don't ask me. So she goes, fine. I'll take it down on my own. That was the worst thing I could have ever said. Because <laughs> now we rolling on Valentine's Day and the Christmas tree is still up. But this is the crazy part about it being up, right? Kadeen looks at me the day after Valentine's Day because I put hearts on that motherfucker because I was tired of looking at it. <laughs> and she goes, babe, can you help me put the Christmas tree down? And now with my pettiness... Outside of the holiday season, because I'm normally a very cheerful guy during the holiday season, but now it's outside the holiday season. Valentine's Day has passed. I've spent all this money for the holidays, had to pay that Amex bill, then spent more money on Valentine's Day. And she's going to say to me, I really don't want the Christmas tree to be up no more. So I said, cool, take it down. She's like, you're not going to help me? I said, no. So she goes, fine, it's staying up. How did we get here, guys? <laughs> How? You made a deal. The deal was if it goes up in October, that we could bring it down January 2nd. Then you made an additional deal on top of that deal. That if I didn't want the Christmas tree to come down January 2nd, you was going to take it down by yourself. Now it is February 15th and you telling me if I don't help you take down the Christmas tree, the Christmas tree don't come down. Long story short, it is past my birthday. My birthday is April 2nd. <laughs> And I'm still looking at this tree. It was a standoff. So I get pissed, right? I get pissed. I take off the top of the Christmas tree and I put it on her pillow, right? She was out. She was out. When she came back, she came back in the living room and she's just like, oh, you started taking out the Christmas tree? And I'm like, yeah, I started. She said, oh, so where's the top? I said, go check your room. She went in her room. The Christmas tree was on her pillow. It was in our bed. It was, it was in our bed, but it was on her pillow. <laughs> so she takes it off her bed and leaves it on the floor in our bedroom and go, I guess now we got two trees because I ain't picking that shit up neither. So now we got half a Christmas tree in the living room with no top. We got the top of the Christmas tree in our bedroom. And she's so petty, she started decorating it. Long story short, the holidays be bringing out the best in people. And when they done, the worst in Kadeem. Why are you like this? First of all, it's very much giving Petty LaBelle and Petty Pendergrass. Because you and I coexisting in a house together, <laughs> the petty wars just get better and better every year. Bro, I try to cooperate, comply. What's the, what's the other word? Compromise. I tried all of the things they tell you in these marriage textbooks to get this tree down and none of it worked. And it's all because you, and then you're going to talk about some, well. we might as well keep it up because Christmas right around the corner. It was <laughs> April. It was April, y'all. Bro, you know, after your birthday, we're like, oh, there goes the rest of the year. The year is over. Karaoke. Karaoke. Oh, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's beginning to look a lot like. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere we go. And the minute you hit my front door. I don't know the rest of the song. You're going to see the tree, baby. Tree? The tree? Now we got a bigger house. This woman puts up six Christmas trees, guys. Six. Six All Christmas six. trees. All six. And low key, 
I made my sister and brother in law extend their trip <laughs> so that way he can help me put up. Shout out to Brendan, yo, Brendan. Six trees. I guess this is your your um your hazing into the family. Absolutely. Every year since I had to bear the cross of wearing down Mimi so that you could come in here and just prance in here and just take her second daughter with no issues, even though I had to go through the fire. Yeah. The least yeah. you could do is help me put up these Christmas trees. Now behold the lamb. <laughs> yes. That was I a was sacrificial, sacrificial lamb. lamb. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you messed up my segue because I was talking about, what was it? Oh, compromise. We can't compromise on these bills. So we're going to go take a break, pay the bills, and then come back. I could talk about Christmas some more because oh <laughs> why I'm obsessed. All right, we back. All right, we're back. I mean, guys, I have to tell you that whole Christmas tree standoff that we had in the apartment. I think after a while, the level of petty that we both were reaching just became so comical that we were no longer really annoyed at each other. Yeah, it was just like it was funny. It was. it was funny. And I think what was even more funny were, you know, we had a handful of people who used to come visit us in our apartment in Brooklyn. But <laughs> Really a handful. It literally, it was a handful, which is crazy because it's like a revolving door here in Georgia now. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the handful of people who would come to the apartment would just be, in, like, baffled. It was, it was such confusion when they walked in the house and they, they hit see that this corner. tree that was two-thirds of the way up. So the whole top pointy part was gone. Gone. And then there was just like that middle piece and then the very bottom of it. Like the skirt, everything was still intact. I took the ornaments off. I put the red bows on there and yes. a couple of hearts for Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, I did a birthday video around the tree. It was my birth, my birthday. I'm, it's April. I'm taking pictures and videos around the tree. Like it became a part of the family. It was a house plant at that point. Yes, we it wasn't a Christmas it the tree. We called it the house but plant. But I mean, what I have seen now are a lot of people doing trees as of say for example October, but making the tree a Halloween tree and then they change it out and they make it like a fall Thanksgiving tree and then they change it out again. Those people just need things Christmas to do. Stuff. They just need things to do. Don't nobody now, want to see no Halloween tree. What you going to put cobwebs on the tree yeah, and spiders? Absolutely. They have those, like for sure. You go to any of these little stores like a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby. America know how to it. make money. I was America about to say, know I how to make money. Very much money and let me guess, you bought all of the decorations for the Halloween tree. I right? actually didn't. To be honest, I am not obsessed about the tree just being up because it's a tree. Because then it becomes an obsession with a plant or a fake mm -hmm. tree. And it's just about decorating that tree. I particularly just like the holiday season. Why? So I think it started really early on for me. That's something that just became a tradition within my own household. Okay. Right? So the preparation and the tradition that went into Christmas for us mm -hmm. was always a big deal. During the course of the year, you don't get to see your loved ones as often. Yeah, Why? That's true. Because everyone is pounding the pavement. That's they're true. They're going to work. That is they true. have their activities. They're going to and fro. So for me, it starts off with Thanksgiving because that's the first holiday where I'm like, yes. okay, great. All yes. the family will get together. Yes. And me being such a big family person and yes. loving to be around my family so much I always looked forward to that part. Yeah. The food, the being in the kitchen, the learning the recipes from my grandmother mm -hmm. when she was younger and cooking at the time. And it was just the, the the passing down of these family moments Yes, for me. So being able to then see my aunts, my uncles, my cousins all rolling into one space, that just was my happiest moments. Like I most agree. of my happiest childhood moments were when I was engulfed in family. the presence of family. I agree. So there was Thanksgiving, 
And then the next major holiday, my birthday, December mm-hmm. 5th. So it only next made sense. Major holiday is her birthday. <laughs> she compared her birthday to Christmas and Thanksgiving. And she did that seamlessly. Like didn't Absolutely. even blink a bad an eye. But it's a thing. No, there you go. Sagittarius is going Sagittarius. That's the fact. That's the thing. And December baby's gone. We had to wait all year for y'all to get y'all stuff out of the way so we <laughs> we can get it on and popping. So then it spirals into the next major holiday, my birthday. And then into the countdown to Christmas. So it's literally mm. like my birthday happens. I'm going to celebrate all Sagittarius season and all December. But then also, too, there's oh this, the 12 days of Christmas countdown. And I remember yes. one year my mom doing this 12 years of Christmas thing. And shout out 12 to days Mimi. Of Christmas? 12 days of Christmas. So she's the reason why you spoiled like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and shout out to Mimi because she was always just finding new and fun ways for us to just enjoy the holiday season and really make it a moment. And your father wasn't with, with the shit. And my father was just like, this why is you crap. Do that? Why you do all that this crap? This is crap. <laughs> they just want you to spend your money. Da, 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 da. Typical West Indian man. Absolutely. So your He's mother like, your mother pretty much overcompensated to make sure that you guys enjoy yeah, Christmas. That we enjoy Christmas. Because if it was up it was to your father, thing. y'all would literally just have a plant in the house. Y'all wouldn't even have a Christmas tree. We wouldn't tree. have a tree. We wouldn't have gifts. We wouldn't. Nah, just... y'all would have gifts. Your father would peel off a couple hundred dollars off of his little knot and he would give it to y'all. Well, that's true. That's yes. what your father that's would exactly do. That's exactly what would he would do. He gifts. would do that too, yeah. But There'd be term, no thought behind it. When I say it. gifts, I mean like there's not going to be gift wrapping and Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No, no thought. He's going to give you a gift. It's going to be cash. Give you some cash, you know, pass a check. Or buy you some liquor. That's for your next party. You'd be like, drink. you know what? You know what? <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> Can you have a party on December? I'll get the liquor. Of course. That's what your father I'll, would do. I'll sponsor the liquor. For you. Don't <laughs> worry about it. I'll sponsor. I'll donate the liquor. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. So, um, and then the 12 days of Christmas is the countdown to Christmas. Um, but the biggest thing is family for me. That's ultimately what it boils down to. Like mm-hmm. the material side of things, you know, yeah, that's fun and cool to get gifts so in your family there's but, no religious aspect like like in my family we went to church at 6 a.m yeah that and, was very different um when we got together which holidays can pose a lot of tension and issues for new couples or married mm-hmm. couples because it's like okay mm-hmm. my family has their traditions that i'm stuck on and right. mine has mine that i'm stuck on so how do we then kind of integrate these things especially if you have two families we talked that don't about necessarily that. want to get together we yeah talked about that in the book yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. One of our biggest arguments early on in our relationship happened over a holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happened with trying to see family on both sides. Yeah, exactly. But we lucked out because it's funny. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you this, but it's when I say it, you're going to be like, that's so meme of her to say. But literally, when we had gotten engaged and we were about to get married, she was just like, I hope they already know that Christmas is my holiday. That's so meme. And I'm not compromising that is, on Christmas. That is so meme. <laughs> and I kind of was just like, all right, so mom, meme-y. like. We're gonna we're gonna see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But she was just like, just let it be known. Just let me know that Christmas is my holiday. Um, so I lucked out because your family celebrated Christmas Eve instead. Yeah. yeah. So what was Christmas like for you in your house? Um, it was it was extremely similar. Like um my grandparents that we went to go visit in Tennessee during the summertime, we didn't see them after Tennessee. So when we came back at the end of August, beginning of September, our Nana and Papa, we didn't see them until the holidays came around. Mm-hmm. So in my house, um, the minute Halloween was done and it started to become November, I used to watch my mom start her Christmas shopping. Like mm-hmm. my mom loves to get things done early. She's a hoarder. So I remember days where we'd get picked up from school and then we'd be going to JCPenney so she can pick up stuff. And she would go to JCPenney's to pick up gifts for people who she didn't know was coming by. So just in case... That's how she did her Christmas oh, shopping first. Oh, yeah, the just-in-case gift. Just-in-case somebody comes about, my mother got a belt or a wallet or some slippers or something to wrap up so that 
you know, we're all opening stuff on Christmas Eve and somebody invites a friend, at least they have something. something yeah, my so mom was the same. My mother started that like mm-hmm. as soon as um soon as Halloween was done and mm-hmm. November started. But for me it was it was mostly about family, but I grew up in like strict Baptist church. We went to church every Sunday. We was in church four days a week. And the holidays were always rooted in the traditions of the church. Mm-hmm. So we always had to know that Jesus was the reason for the season. And we always had to uh, give an honor to God mm-hmm. when it came time to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So as a child, if I'm being honest, I had a love-hate relationship with that because I w- the reason why we celebrated Christmas Eve is because my brother and I, uh, Tori was a lot younger than us. She's 10 years younger than me. But we wanted to open our gifts. And ain't nothing worse than waking up to open your gifts and have to stop because you got to go to 6 o'clock service. Oh, 6 a.m. Right, 6 a.m. service on Christmas right. Day. Like, And that was that was a ritual in my my family because my father was a deacon. Or he, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a deacon. He retired from being a deacon. And my Aunt Debbie was a choir director. My auntie sang in the choir. My Uncle Charles was the Boy Scout leader in the same church. So our whole family was super involved in the church. And we, and yes, we loved to, to go to church and see people because when you go to church, that's when you also exchange gifts with people at church. But it was just too fucking early, yo. Like, it's <laughs> 6 o'clock. We, we didn't go to bed the night of Christmas because we used to wait until, and I can say this now because my parents ain't doing the whole Santa Claus thing, but... <laughs> We used to wait up, like we would go, oh, we, oh we're tired, we're going to go to sleep, right? So we would go in the room and shut the door and act sleep, right? And we would <laughs> sit there and wait for my parents to go up in the attic and in the basement and pull all of the quote-unquote Santa stuff that they was hiding, right? And we would wait until they literally touched the bed. Like my parents would turn off the lights and we would hear them like scurry, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. They would jump in the bed, oh, we get some sleep. The minute they jump in the bed, me and Brian would wake up. Boom! Santa came! We heard Santa! <laughs> y'all Aggie? So, <laughs> hey, y'all are if y'all gonna make us get up at 6 o'clock, the petty and me started at that moment <laughs> because I'm gonna make sure y'all don't get no sleep. What were you, like 6? Yeah, I was mad young. Oh my gosh. So we would wait We would wait up and in a minute, my, my parents touched the bed. We would run, run to the freaking tree, open up the gifts, and then we would spend the next couple hours mm-hmm. playing with the gifts because if you have 6 o'clock service, you gotta be there at 5.30, mm-hmm. which means you got to leave your house at 5 o'clock, which means you got to start getting ready at 4.30. So Yikes. it'd be 2 o'clock in the morning. We playing with these toys, all the, you know, super soaker, playing with the bike that you got or the little Legos and Hesh trucks. My father uh, got us Hesh trucks every single year. Mm-hmm. And we'd be playing with it until they're like, all right, it's time, you know, time to get ready for church. And we'd be like, bang, you know. <laughs> but then we would finally get to church and see our cousins and our friends and our family. And then um, my grandparents, who I spoke about, they used to fly in um, about four days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I remember like school time in Brooklyn, right? It's starting to get a little cold. You might be yeah. some flurries. Yeah. You know, if you were old enough, like me and my brother were taking the bus or the train to school. And then we'd come home. And when my grandparents used to drive in, mm-hmm. so come into the house. And at the time, they had a burgundy van. The burgundy van was the boys' van because mm-hmm. they got that van. Because whenever we used to drive from Tennessee to New York, all of us would pack up in a van. So you coming home from school and you turn the corner and then you see the burgundy van sitting in the driveway. And at that point, you know, oh, Nana there. and Papa's there. Look at that. Look at you getting excited. I know, but then that's when the pettiness starts. Oh, God. Because my grandmother and my grandfather used to stay with one of their kids. So every year they would rotate. They would either stay with my Aunt Debbie or stay with my auntie or stay with 
uh, stay with my parents. So this year in particular, they're staying with my parents, right? And I walk in the house and everything is switched around. Like my grandmother was that mother-in-law who came in the house. Why y'all got the couch over there? Ain't y'all put up a tree over there? Why y'all doing this? So when we, we walk in and all the stuff's already turned around. I'm like, man, my mother is going to have a fucking conniption when she walk in the house. That's part of the reason why, remember when we talked about generational traumas? Mm-hmm. And, and we were like how my mother is so hands-off when it comes to our home. Mm-hmm. And she tries to be very uh, aware of the fact that it's not her home. Mm-hmm. That's because that's she lived the opposite. Uh. But you walk in the house... And they would be ham cooking. Mm. She made ho- she would make homemade biscuits. They would make LST. And every day when you walk in whatever house they were in, because when they got when my parents got tired of them, my grandmother could tell. <laughs> and then my grandfather would just pack my grandmother up and they would go to the next <laughs> child house. She was just getting rotated. She get rotated. So after every day, like every day, it's like, I was like, where's Nana Papa? Where's Nana Papa? We go to Aunt Debbie's house. When you walk in there, there's food. Mm. So the holidays to me, you know. Even though I'm not a religious person now, the foundation of us celebrating the holidays was religion. You know, understanding that this was the day, quote unquote, Christ was supposedly born, right. depending on which holiday you celebrate mm-hmm. and what your belief system was. But ultimately, it was all about family and getting yeah. together and sharing and being kind to people and seeing those that you haven't saw all year. So yeah. the holidays for me, that's what it, it reminds me of. Isn't it funny how as an adult, you look back on this and you're just like, man. In our moment as kids, it was just like the best. You had your cousins yeah. nearby. You were opening your toys. You got to play. You got to hang around. Everybody's, you know, dancing, having mm-hmm. a good time. It was literally like a party at my house. But when I look back on it now, I was like, damn, there was a lot of drama going around too. <laughs> when everybody got together. And it's yeah. just like you have that one aunt or that one uncle that like doesn't Didn't really want to come. Yeah. Or they do come, but then it's like weird. Awkward, yeah. And then it ends in like somebody having some sort of like meeting or discussion. It's always and then a meeting. I was always that kid that was very much aware of like what was going on you around me. You mean a nosy me. kid? Yeah, I was nosy. I'm still nosy. That reads listening to letters yeah. for that reason. For real. Still nosy. I still be in people's business. <laughs> and I definitely was just like, mm, something is off right now. Like, they definitely got some beef going on. But I feel like in all in all, I feel mm. like the, the holiday spirit was something that we were able to still, yeah. you know, feel and still spread and spread that holiday chair. Um, I didn't have too many family members who were out of town. But majority of the people, even just being within Brooklyn or within New York, you know, mm-hmm. we were so spread out over the year that this was like one of the biggest things that I definitely looked forward to. Um, my mom made us all make the lists of things that we'd like for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they played up the whole Santa thing for a while. I know some people are on the fence about, you know, am I going to say that this big fat white man brought my kids presents? I'm uh, not on the fence about that. Blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about this. I'm not on the fence about that. I'm like, guys, it's just it's just for the fun. No, nah, like, let's, let's talk about that. this, right? I, I am for the woke population. I am in agreement, right, that our children at a certain age should be aware. Mm-hmm. But there is an innocence with children that we have to protect. Mm-hmm. And there is a point in their lives where you can help them engage in fairy tales while they're not even old enough to be cognizant of the things that are going on. And we can't strip them of those things because we have issues. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, like, and to be honest, it's my, give, it's Santa very much don't even, Scrooge. it is giving Scrooge. And yeah. Santa don't even have a color. 
Facts. Yeah. Santa's not I real. Santa's, yeah, he's Santa, not Santa's not so you real. You can be whatever you want him to be. Facts. We got some hoodies up in here where Santa is blickety black. Black. Santa he black. Sure in, in the Ellis household. Right. And so okay. with Mrs. Claus and the elves and everybody. And I used to have this argument with people all the time. <laughs> like, I, I, I legitimately had an argument with my friend, right? And he was just was like, how, how am I tell my son that a white man comes down the chimney and gives him gifts when I work hard for it? I said, bro, first of all, you live in an apartment. <laughs> You worried about the wrong things. You don't have a chimney. All right? You need to be more creative and figure out how you're going to explain to your son that Santa went down a fire escape and snuck through the window, all right, to give you the gifts. Like, relax, bro. And your son is three. Right. Your son does not care where the gifts are. He don't even care about the gifts. At three, you know what your son is doing? Tearing the wrapping paper off and playing with the boxes. Mm -hmm. So we as, as humans sometimes, we have to stop trying to micromanage every little thing and make every little thing about the holidays a political statement. Mm -hmm. We are all in agreement that we know Santa's not real, okay? We know that Christmas is a pagan holiday, okay? Mm -hmm. Jesus technically wasn't even born on December 25th. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you read the Bible and you're a historian, you know that these are historical facts, that he just was not born on December 25th. But that doesn't change the fact that kids like to have fun. Facts. This is the same, the same way I feel about like a Halloween, for example. It's just like, you know, I had some family members that are like really strict Adventists. And right. they're just like, oh, celebrating the devil's holiday and the devil's party. And right. I'm just like, guys, let's dress up. It's just fun. <laughs> like nobody's over here. Uh, y'all yes. doing worse doing uh, Obia and, and, <laughs> and whatever voodoo practices y'all do over there in whatever place y'all are at. I Facts. said, but we're just doing it for the fun for of the it. Fun. Kids want to have, they want to face paint. They want to get candy. Like it's just something else to do. I think... The traditions that surround a lot of these holidays are bigger than sometimes. Absolutely, you know where it stemmed from. Well, I think it's sometimes just creating a little fairy tale environment for your kids to the, make it fun. The thing is, people make it seem as if you can't be educated and have fun, right? Like Cairo is five, six. Cairo six. Kaz is four. The the coldest. I mean, Cairo's Kaz is gonna be five. Mm -hmm. The coldest turning one this year. Mm -hmm. Jackson knows that Santa's not real. Right. Right, we had an open conversation yeah, the kids when he was old ruined. enough to understand. Well, the kids at school ruined it for him at first. They did ruin it for him. They told yeah. him he wasn't real. But I mean, at the at the age we were going to have that conversation right. anyway. He was in third grade. He was eight. Absolutely. But it's like have those conversations when they need to be had. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sit your two year old down and explain to him like this is the American Express bill. You know, Daddy really bought that Transformer set. It wasn't sent. Like no, you got to do that to a two year old. <laughs> Let the kid enjoy. The easy parts of life. Right. Because adulting is a motherfucker. It like, sure as hell is. Like, it, I try to prolong that as long as we facts, can. As facts. long as we can. Like, Deval and I, Cairo just lost another tooth. And the tooth fairy, you know, was supposed to have come. And both of us were just like, oh, shit, the tooth Dang. fairy totally forgot. Like, totally forgot. So we had to make up a whole thing now where the tooth fairy took weekends off now <laughs> because of F FMLA. First of all. And she was taking leaves and whatnot. First of all. And Cairo was the first stop after she had the weekend off because she was tired because she's fresh off maternity leave. Let's like, let's talk let's <laughs> let's talk about how we're we're bad parents. Okay. Because when Cairo <laughs> lost his first tooth, we lost the tooth. We were in uh oh, Alabama. Yeah, you're right. We yes. were in Alabama filming. Could not find the tooth. And couldn't find the tooth. So Cairo was so focused on getting this this money. So cause he's also just really big on getting money he like is. he has a whole wide so we get back home and we forget and he wakes up and he's just like daddy the tooth fairy never never got my money and i was like no what happened was the tooth fairy because you lost it technically in alabama the tooth fairy went to alabama first, first. 
Exactly. And when she got to Alabama, she had to, she, she had to find the tooth first. Because remember, we lost the tooth. And he's looking at me like, uh-huh. Uh, so I said she went to Alabama first, had to get the tooth. Once she found the tooth, she had to fly to Atlanta. That took a couple days. She got small wings. The tooth fairy's not a big person. So it took her a couple days to get there. She had to make a couple stops because other kids lose their teeth. You got to learn to be patient, son. Okay? <laughs> Turn this into a whole life lesson the whole time. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then at the end, he goes, so when am I going to get my money? <laughs> That's all we want to know. That's all we want to so And how much will it be? So I was like, listen, check check back in a couple days and we'll see. You know, it could, could take her a while. So that night, Kadeem was like, hey, hey, you better make sure you leave this money under Cairo's tooth. So we ended up leaving the money under his tooth, which I think he under got. Under his pillow. Under his, his pillow. You're not under his tooth. Under uh -huh. his pillow. Which I believe he got $20 because that's all I had at the time. But that's a lot for a tooth. You know what I did, though? What'd you do? For the tooth? What? I didn't say what I did. No. For the last tooth, what I did was I had no cash on me. So I was like, damn. I was like, does a tooth fairy like Zell or like... Venmo or, or whatever nowadays. Oh, so Jesus, like, Karen. So you worse did, than me. All I did was I just went into his wallet <laughs> and took out one of his twenty dollar bills and put it underneath. Oh, you you terrible! You terrible! Are they listening? Because the kids are definitely in the house now. But I put Cass definitely in. did walk by just not on his little feet, and I heard Mimi go, "Cass, come back here." Because <laughs> you just would have completely ruined everything. Because one kid gonna pay attention is gonna, gonna be Cass exactly, and he'll Cass. come over deadpan one day and be like, "You know, there's no tooth fairy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. He goes to all his Just brothers. Just throw your teeth in the garbage. There's no tooth fairy. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> and that's how he talks. It's He's, the patriarchy. It's, it's all lies. to us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. Like, let's give the kids a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the questions here we had today was like, what, well, what do you hope to give your children through the holiday celebrations? I want, I want to teach my children about humanity. Yeah. You know, I want them to understand. You know, when they say it's the season of giving, mm -hmm. it really is. Mm -hmm. Like two years ago was when Kadena and I first started uh, not exchanging gifts at Christmas mm -hmm. and decided that. Now, I mean, we exchanged gifts last year because Kadena had a baby and I was like, she just needs a gift because she gave us the greatest gift and giving us Dakota. But the year before that, we decided to gift families mm -hmm. who were in need mm -hmm. instead of us buying gifts for each other. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke to Jackson about it. And he was just like, why, you know, why, do, why do you do that? And I was like, well, when you live in abundance, you have a fiduciary responsibility to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. You know, God only provides you with more than you can handle or more than you need so that you can give to other people. Right. And if you look at Jackson now, oh Jackson has gosh. his own bank account. He collects his money, but all of his friends' birthday come around, he gets them gifts. Uh, one of his friends on the football team broke his leg and he was like, daddy, can I buy him Something and I'm like, you it's your money, you can do what you want. Yeah, but what he learned kid. over time is that you don't go into these holidays looking for what you can get. Mm -hmm. You you go into the holidays thinking about what you can give and how you can be of service to the people who need it. No, for sure. That's definitely top on my list. And I, you know, as the kids grow, I want them to think of the fond memories that they've had as a child. You know, yeah. not just in the, the holiday of you know, like not every day is gonna be the best day, mm -hmm. but Particularly around these holiday times, I think that I want to make sure that when they look back on it, they just think mm -hmm. about, wow, these little things that mom and dad did or these little things like it, it extends far beyond us. You know, mm -hmm. we already have like, for example, your parents are sending down things for them because they'll be right. here for Christmas or my sister. They're like, oh, auntie, they look forward to her coming because she's yeah. going to make cookies with them and she's going to bake brownies. And, you know, it's it's these together moments you know, that I know that they will look back on and they'll just love. And, you know, have those moments with their children in the future. What this question also leads me to what's, you know, what's the best Christmas gift you've ever. Oh, it says what's the best Christmas gift you've ever given. Given or received. Um, I will have to say 
for me, last year was the greatest Christmas that greatest Christmas gift I've ever given. Mm-hmm. Right. This is our first Christmas we spent in our home mm-hmm. that we worked our asses off to get. Right. Yeah. Both your immediate family and my mm-hmm. immediate family and extended family were able to stay in the same home. Right. Yeah. Um, people asked us, you know, I saw some comments on social media. It was like, what you need a 12,000 square foot home for? Well, when you have an immediate family that comes up to upwards of 75 people, people need a place to stay when they come here. Mm-hmm. And we were able to house our entire family mm-hmm. and not feel cramped. Mm-hmm. All of the kids were downstairs in the boy cave. I was with the guys in the man cave. You and the ladies were up here in the family room. Um, all of the uh, cousins and extended cousins were upstairs, upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was enough space for everyone and we all got together on these during these special moments to do things. And for I sure. feel like for me, that was the greatest gift I could ever give my family mm-hmm. was a space to be openly themselves and celebrate each other and have fun. Not to mention I upgraded Kadeen's ring to something I was, crazy. I was she say, got. that was my favorite receipt. Yeah, that's that's the one I, that was my greatest <laughs> I gift. I was for like, me. okay, boo. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, but yeah, like having having the space to be able to have everybody, which was also weird. Like, people, why are you looking up the square footage of my house? Like That's what people do. People weird. That's what people do. Fuck. I mean, but, you is know, it is hey. it weird or is it like aspirational? Because I'm not gonna lie. I guess it could be a little bit of both. I guess it, but if you're wrapping it in sarcasm, then it's not No, I mean you know, depends I, on how it's I can't received. say it's weird because you and I have done it. We've looked at our favorite celebrities and looked mm-hmm. at their house and you've hit me like, damn babe, look at this. And for me it was inspiration, right. inspiration to what yeah, I want to give. Exactly. So I think some people it you know, some people look it up to see, like, mm-hmm. dang, how big is that house? And some people are just not happy with their place in life, so they try to tear down what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I, I understand how people can ask certain questions and get to where they get to, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't let it stop me. No, I feel you. No, mm-hmm. it is just it just came to mind because I'm like, yeah, it did. We did have that when we moved here. People yeah. were like, why you like why? And I'm just like, why are you even like? It's just yeah. weird that you're just looking up where we live. But yeah. anywho, um, back to the topic at hand. I think for me, there's been and not to put like people on blast and their business on blast, but there are people who we've been able to help. Um in our immediate circles, whether mm-hmm. it's family or like close friends. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Christmas time for us is, is of course wrapped in the time of year and packaged mm-hmm. as the holiday, but we just have been able to help so many people around yeah. us um, and not expecting anything in return. Um, just seeing feeling. that somebody needs help or they're in mm-hmm. a dire situation or there's a way to alleviate a little bit of stress yes. off of yes. someone's life. And sometimes it's around the holidays where people need that pick me up because why? They may not have family nearby. Right. They may um have fallen on hard times. Yeah. They may be trying to make ends meet. It's the end of the year. Like, you know, there's so many different things that people are going through. So just the best gifts that I've given are those gifts that are just of help to mm-hmm. other people who I care about genuinely and want to make sure that they are okay. It doesn't have to necessarily yeah. only be money, but sometimes it, I know what you mean. it helps to have those scenarios where we can just be of assistance to somebody. Um, but this Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think every Christmas for us is always going to be wrapped in who can come by and be yeah. under the same roof as us, right? Because we have four kids. Like yeah. when people ask, like, how come y'all don't travel? It's very difficult to travel with four kids, especially during cold and flu season and when you have an infant. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to get on a plane with an infant for a number of hours and then try to find a place to to huddle all the kids and sleep. Yeah. Because when you come in, when we're coming to someone's house, it's six of us. Right. 
You know? I mean, also too, when I think of Christmas, I don't think of like going somewhere tropical. Like I know that Christmas exists in mm-hmm. tropical places, but for me, I want to be somewhere where I feel like it's cold outside. Yeah. It may yeah. potentially snow. Yeah. I'm going to be making hot chocolate, sitting by the fireplace under a blanket, like I'm under a blanket now. That would be great. <laughs> if, if, if it snowed here you know? in Atlanta and we could get like a foot of snow. Just a foot. Like That's on, all we want. On Christmas Day and it melt by like the 26th. That would be great. Like <laughs> when you wake up and it just be powdery snow outside and the I kids know. can go and run outside in the snow and that would just be perfect. I can think of probably on my one hand the number of Christmases that I've actually woken up to like snow. Like fresh, nice, pillowy snow. You want to something crazy? What? The first Christmas that we spent together in 2002. It was like that. It was wild. Snowy. Yes, it was. it was. We even had these traditions early on in college. Like that's when you should have known I was crazy. No, I knew you. Yes, with the tree from jump. I I because knew. in my dorm room, well, it was my dorm room, but then eventually it was your apartment. I ended up, yeah, I ended up um, on campus in an apartment when I was a resident director at Hofstra, and I went and got a tree. We did it together. Actually, mm-hmm. went to Target. I got a tree, and it wasn't a little baby tree. I nah, had a cute a little tree. like six foot tree, mm-hmm. and we decorated it together. We did it in Michigan when I came out to Michigan, yeah. and it was important for me too. When you were in the league, for example, like you played during the holiday season, yeah, and you were out there pretty much alone, yeah. So I wanted to bring that piece of home to you out there. You did. So by doing that, I'm like, I'm going out there. I'm getting a tree. I'm doing all the things. You know, to make sure that you, you can did. just feel like you did. that comfort that you feel at home and that comfort that you feel around the holiday season. I feel like that's something you can take anywhere with you. Yeah. So even if we were to travel with the kids one year, which I do aspire to do that. Like I said, there's Thanksgiving for me, then the next major holiday, my birthday, then we have Christmas, and then there's also New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. And I also used to like as a kid, knowing that a couple weeks after my birthday, like two weeks after my birthday, we had time off. Mm-hmm. And then you're just out of school during that time and you can just feel free to just mm-hmm. be home. And, you know, so I love um, having that to look forward to, um, particularly with you and the kids and making sure that, you know, when they look back, I just want my children to have a memories. rich childhood and have memories, memories and just really think about, man, you remember when, yeah. you know, we would be, we, we'd be watching, flight watching for like Nana and Papa Scoop's flight to land and for Auntie and Uncle Tris to land. To pop up at the house. PT to land yeah. and they all pop up here. And then it's literally, you know, we have, different areas of the house where everyone's wrapping gifts and all the packages are coming yeah. in and you know they're sorting under different trees and you know it's just it's just a warm and fuzzy time and being the big family woman that I am I think that's ultimately the root of the holiday season for me well what do you want for Christmas this year well there's a couple of things on my list mm-hmm. you know um Little things I've had my eyes on, little trinkets and whatnot little trinkets little oh, trinkets gosh. you know a couple of things here and there uh, what I would really love is for us to be able to get settled into this house. I feel like we just... We've been here almost mo- two years. Yo, we moved in here almost two years. February will be two years. And we have yeah. not been able to do anything in this house in terms of just like interior de- decorating, design, getting well, the house finished. There's two reasons why. Part of it is we've both been working like crazy. That's so we haven't been able part. to settle on time. We finally hired an interior designer to help us design. But also everything's been on backup and, and all the supply trucks have been messed up because of COVID. Like, oh, yeah. That's we true. moved in and 2021. About it. Yeah, supplies yeah. and materials and stuff like are that taking are taking forever. So taking forever. So we've been I, living in this house as a shell for almost two years. Yeah, and yeah. I just kind of feel like, damn, I kind of want to make this place our own. So I was looking okay. forward to for the holiday seasons being able to do a couple of things in the house. Um, but for me, Christmas is never really. I really don't think about myself during Christmas. I really think about how I can make the holiday season mm. for someone else. So I'm looking forward to. You know, shopping stuff for the kids, getting their list. Like I said, my mom used to always request a list. And still to yeah. this day, I mean, listen, I'm pushing 
40 years old and my mom still is Ooh. just like, hey guys. Ooh, pushing 40. Yeah, she, she'll send out that mass text to me, my brother and my sister and be like, hey y'all, send your Christmas list over. I'm like, y'all still want a Christmas list from me? You know, but my brother Thanks. and my sister, we all shop for each other because it's just nice to just feel like somebody's thinking about you and yeah. thought enough to, you know, get you a little something. So it doesn't matter how big or how small, I'm always appreciative of whatever I get because like I said, ultimately it's not about the gifts, it's just about the togetherness. That's what's up. What do you want for this year for Christmas? A big booty hoe? Because you got well, one right here. I was about to say, you All know, right, since I got that vasectomy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It'd be nice if Mrs. Claus got dressed up. As Mrs. Claus. Put on some hoes. I already Put on some heels, some heels and became a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> that would be really, really nice for Christmas. That would be really, really nice. Really, nice. really nice. Really, really nice. Considering the fact that Miss Claus got blinged out the last two years of Christmas. I did. I it's did. time to pay the piper. Oh. The, literally the actual pay piper. the piper okay but nah i am dad say this all the time and we legitimately mean it right mm -hmm. you see me every weekend mm -hmm. every weekend since football season started what do i enjoy to do i go to Publix. Mm -hmm. i get me some hot dogs some sausages paws some hamburgers <laughs> i come back i get some beers i grill for all the kids i like all the kids to be where i can see them and i watch the games and my friends come over um, when the podcast crew comes over, I love that everybody's in the house. I like to cook out on the grill, but have everybody just chill in the man cave and we just talk about life and don't be in a rush. You know you're a homebody, right? right? I, I am a homebody. I am. I, I do. I don't that's, think you've ever like, accepted it. That, like, you know what? I'm a homebody. I like to no, be in my home. I did accept that. That's yeah. part of the reason why, once again, when people say, why you buy a big ass house? It's because yeah. I like to entertain at home. Mm -hmm. It's a safe space. I can be myself. My, the people who are here can be themselves. If we decide we want to drink, take an edible, smoke some weed, we don't got to drive nowhere. Leave. There's rooms for everybody to stay. Mm -hmm. We can listen to music as loud as we want. The kids will be downstairs in the boy cave enjoying their life. We can have adult time upstairs with the adults. It can be separate. You know, it's not like back in the day where when we grew up, you know, my, my parents weren't afforded the opportunities to live like we live. Mm -hmm. So when my parents had adult time, it was like, y'all stay in a room. Like they kept us in a room with the door closed. You felt excluded mm -hmm. because there's certain things that you don't want your children to see. But when you have a home that's big and you can do things in your own space and your kids can still be roam on a different part of the house yeah. and then run upstairs and be like, hey, dad, and I can just step out for a minute and talk. That's all I want for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I want all my family to be around me. I want to watch my boys open gifts. I want my wife to open her gifts and be surprised and cry and feel like she's just a princess because everything she ever dreamed is, is right in front of her. Mm -hmm. That's all I really want because the things that I can really that I want, I buy for myself throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want for much. Yeah, I was going to say But I get too. it. You know what I'm saying? I get yeah. it. So having all of y'all around, and it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Having everybody right here means the most. And of course, having my wife take care of me. You've, you've done that. You've done a great job of making sure I feel special. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not buying some big expensive gifts, because I don't really need that. Mm -hmm. But you find ways to make sure that I feel special. One year... You did the 12 days of Christmas for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't big gifts. Yeah. It was just small little uh, things that reminded me of our relationship. Yeah. And that's that's all I really just want. I just mm -hmm. want to sit in peace and not be on anyone else's time or anyone else's schedule. I don't want to have to worry about content or helping produce a podcast or trying to sell ads or thinking about lines to remember for Zatima. <laughs> I want to sit my black ass down yeah. and do nothing. 
Christmas. That's all I want to do for Christmas. I'm gonna hold you to that because if mm-hmm. I talk some hot shit about all the shit he don't want to do until time come to do it, and he's like, I gotta go here, I gotta go do, I gotta go do this. Work calls. How you think I gotta I pay know. for all this stuff? I understand. I get it, but I'm here to create the balance as well to make you sure are. that you're you you're good too. Make sure that you're good too. All right, some fun facts about Christmas before we head into this break. The tradition of Christmas trees goes all the way back to the ancient Egyptian and Romans who decorated using evergreens during the winter solstice and to signify the spring would return. Mm-hmm. So un- unless you're like me and during so, spring you have an evergreen tree. Up facts. Apartment still. <laughs> but, but that goes to though. show you, that goes to show you too that the Christmas tree literally has nothing to do with Jesus's birth. No. Definitely so doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. Okay. Right. There exactly. And just so you know, too, like, because people have a lot to say about my trees. Last like, oh, she's wasting all this money buying all these trees. I didn't buy six trees at one time. We kind of eventually over the years. Once again, why are they worry about what money we waste? We ain't, we ain't raised no funds to get the trees. This is money we work for and <laughs> we earn. True. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I was just like this, like, I don't go every year and like splurge on all oh, new Christmas, Christmas trees, decorations no. and new trees and stuff. One thing is my wife we, is frugal. Yeah, yeah, I'm a smart <laughs> shopper now, okay? And I'm going to wait for shit to go on sale. Tip number one uh, for Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking at all the cameras. Shop after Christmas for your stuff for next year. See me, I'm not big on trends. I don't have to have the hottest, latest Christmas tree item mm-hmm. for this year because it's probably going to cost you a little arm bit of and money. A leg, yeah. Right. Get the tree when it goes on sale. So if I want seven trees for next year, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy me an extra tree after Christmas. I'm going to get me the ornaments after Christmas because everything goes down to 50% off, 75% off. Everything must go. You're going to catch me up in the stores. That's when I get my shopping done. So you heard it here. All right. The idea of Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas. He was a bishop in the 4th century who gave away his large inheritance to poor and rescued women from servitude. Okay. That's, and that's what the, the whole idea of giving right. comes from. Exactly. So it's important. Right. I'm sure the chimney and all that stuff was probably extra additives. Of but, course. You know. Of course. Before Coca-Cola decided to use his image for advertising, Santa's looks tended uh, more towards spooky than jolly. Then in 1931, the beverage company hired an illustrator named Hayden uh, Sunblum to depict the jolly old elf for the magazine ads. So this is clearly... A ploy to get people to spend money. To be happy we understand, to spend money. We understand that Christmas is a consumerist holiday. Yeah. We get that. We're not trying to avoid that or not trying to say that that don't exist. But it's mm-hmm. clear. Right. That don't mean you can't have fun. That's a fact. And you don't have to participate either. Right. Like, nobody's holding a gun to your head to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but stop <laughs> trying to stop other people from having right. a good time. Motherfucking Scrooge. You know, it was a funny quick story I have real quick about us. Christmas time. This is when we moved to Calabasas, right? Mm -hmm. This is pre-COVID. We moved August 2019. This is December 2019, right? I'm in the house with Mimi. Mimi's just like, hey, uh, okay, I could really use a new toothbrush. And I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. And she's just like, yeah, are you going to the store? I was like, I wasn't planning on it. And she's like, oh, I thought you said you had to go to CVS. I need a toothbrush and shower caps. And I'm like. All right, well, when I go, I'll get it. Mm. And she's like, oh, so you're not going today? And I'm like, you want me to go? Do you want me to go get a toothbrush <laughs> and the shower caps now? I'll go get it. Mm. So I went to a local CVS out in Calabasas. And I walk in and there's this big, this huge black Santa mm. in the doorway. And he had a price tag on it. He was like $19.99 or something like that. And I thought to myself, I was like, damn, I've been in Calabasas about, what, four months now? And I ain't seen that one black person. And the one black person I see is Santa. <laughs> no, all right? Funny. In CVS. That's funny. In plastic form, but he's at least six <laughs> feet tall, right? 
So I said to myself, as I'm going to find Mimi, her goddamn shower caps and her toothbrush, I'm like, you know, I might just buy this big black ass Santa and put him right in front of our house. Mm -hmm. You know, just for shits and giggles, right? Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking through the aisle, I hear someone singing Christmas carols. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, someone could sing. So as the person singing, I'm like, wow, the voice sound like a brother. Because you can Mm -hmm. tell the soulfulness in the voice. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it sound like a brother singing. And I was like, and the voice sound familiar too. That's weird. So now I'm in like the vitamin aisle or something like that, probably getting vitamin C or some echinacea or some shit. And then I come around the corner and it's Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. in the coal aisle getting some coal medicine for one of his kids, I believe, I think he said. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I know I knew that voice. So he laughed and he was just like, yeah, you do? You think you do? And I'm like, yeah. So on the way to the register now, I'm about to tell them that I want to, you know, get the black Santa over there. Mm-hmm. And then what does Jamie do? He comes right online behind me holding the big ass black Santa. <laughs> so I was like, you're really about to take the one Santa I was about to buy. And he's just like, oh, you was going to buy Santa? He's like, because I seen this big black Santa up in here. And I was just like, damn, <laughs> I ain't never seen a big black Santa up in here. And I said, I said the same thing. So I said, you know what? You can have Santa. It's all right. It wasn't meant to be. And he was like, well, you know what's meant to be? You should come to my holiday party. Yeah. And then his manager had gave, given, given me his info and we exchanged information. And then Deval and I went to the Christmas party that year. Yeah. I think that was one of the last normal, one of the very last normal, you know, outings that we had pre-COVID. Yeah, because right um, after that is when COVID started. Yeah, but I remember getting to, we remember getting to his house and I'm just like, they go to CVS Santa right there <laughs> in the doorway. He wasn't playing no games. He actually did get the Santa there. And it wasn't so, no small party. No, it was Them, a, That Jamie Foxx Christmas party be lit. That's, yeah, we we saw a, a tank lot there. A lot of people there, yeah. There was a lot of a people. Lot, there was hundreds of people. people. There. It was a great time too. For sure. Hanging stockings is a tradition that started with an by, with an accident, St. Nicholas dropped some gold coins down a poor man's chimney to help him feed his daughters. The man had freshly washed stockings hanging in his fireplace to dry, and the coins ended up inside. Wow. Interesting. My mom was big on, on stockings, too. Well, my mom, would, too. Yeah, she what we would do gifts. is we'd put little gifts in there, and we used to have to wait until after Christmas dinner to open mm-hmm. all of our gifts amongst our family. But in the morning, my mom would let us open our stocking gifts. Mm-hmm. So at least we had something to open when we first got there because we knew Santa arrived. So that That's was also up. cute. And the Christmas wreath is the first um, originated as the symbol of Christ. The holly represents the crown of thorn Jesus wore at his crucifixion, and the red berries stand for the blood he shed. And when you see wreath this holiday season, you remember the reason for the season. And like you there said, you that's how your family celebrated it. So I hope y'all are in the Christmas spirit, baby, because we are right around the corner. <laughs> I'm super excited. Clearly. Um, my trees are going up. They're going to get fluffed. Um, I'm almost at the point now where I feel like I just want to get somebody to come in here and do it for me. Mm. <laughs> at least put the trees up and then we'll decorate them. But I'm definitely going to swing by, um, you know, at home or one of the places to see what new you know, Christmas themes and colors and stuff. It's fun to kind of mix and match every year. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Yes. And get into listener letters. We'll be right back. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Let me ask you a question. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, check this out. If you said two, three, or maybe even four, You're absolutely right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in one single pill. Yep, there's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? Well, HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. 
how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, don't trip because your doctor knows. Talk to your doctor about a two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I don't know. Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, maybe show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. All right, we're back. I'm so excited for the holidays. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. (laughs) All right, so list of letters. We're going to dive in. And since I rambled and talked so much about the holiday season. You didn't ramble. You you, you are very concise (laughs) with your thoughts, but I just know how excited you get about the holidays. Yeah, there's always something to say. I have a thousand stories about Christmas. What do you know? In the moment, we just went with what came to my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to dive into this first one here. I'll go ahead and read it. It says, I don't want nothing. (laughs) I love when people say I with the Mm. I-O-N. I don't want nothing. But it is important. I have always thought it's very important to contact people not only when you want something. Okay. Mm, okay. So for my listener letter, I would like to give you both your flowers. Oh, this is nice. nice. Every show you guys give great advice to people who write to you, which is great. But I simply want to say thank you. Me and my husband have been together for seven years and I tear up at how much he has changed over time by acting on advice given by DeVal. Wow. 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 Kadeen, thank you for giving me the confidence to say fuck them kids. <laughs> Girl, when I said that, <laughs> I, I never said fuck them kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you have given me the confidence to say it's okay to ask for help or say if something is too much for me to handle regarding my kid without feeling guilty, as you should, sis. Yeah. Kadeen, you have also given me the push to get back in the gym when I'm ready. And so far, I've lost 65 pounds. Oh, you better do it. You better do it. That is amazing. And you know what? I needed this message. So this was a gift for me today because I've been in a little bit of a rut lately just because we've been so busy. And DeVal said, we're going to work out today together. And I said, yeah, we're going to get back on the wagon. So I needed to hear that. Thank you for that. Congratulations. That's amazing. Deval, if God didn't exist for me, I would say you single, single-handedly fixed my husband. Oh, because of a lot of the advice you've given, I'm more confident on planning to have another child with my husband. Man. At first, I was very nervous because the first time around, I felt like he wasn't as considerate of me and how I felt. But over the past five years of watching how you cater to Kadeen somehow has inspired him to treat me like royalty. That's what's up. <gasps> With that being said, Kadeen, I hope that you get all you want, all you want. Wait, with all that being said, Kadeen, I hope you get all you want and need out of life that you desire. Deval, I hope you become the biggest movie star in the world. Oh, man, Aww. about to make me cry. And congratulations on King number four. Dem, I wish I would have known you guys were 
going to post a show just for listener letters because instead of bringing my problems to you guys, I would like for people to hear more about how the work you guys do really affects people's lives. Oh, man, she about to make me cry, bro. (laughs) I'm over here like fixing my eyelash, right? I can't wait until I'm able to come to one of y'all's live shows one day, but until till then, I will be listening. That was really sweet. Tribble, you were very sneaky for putting that you in there. You are sneaky for putting that in there, We're talking about Tribble. giving gifts and all kind of stuff, and little do we know we're being such a gift to other people. And trust me, y'all you have gift been to us. such a great gift to us. Yeah. Every single person who listens to a podcast episode, every single person who engages with us on social media... <sighs> Um, that comes to a live show, um, that clicks on them links when I'm trying to, you know, tell y'all about my latest deal that I'm promoting. Like, it's just so so overwhelming to really think about. And, you know, we do a lot of stuff just from sitting here in front of a camera or from our phones or from our laptops. And it's sometimes you don't even realize how many people are the magnitude with how you're affecting people on a day-to-day basis because we feel like we're just out here walking in our purpose. And, you know, this is our ministry. This is what we've been I guess, designed to do. So thank you for that note, sis. I wish I had your name um, to give you a shout out. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. you. Like um, that, was, that was that was dope. That was dope. That was, that dope. was dope and unexpected. And um, oh, I'm almost speechless and I always got something to say. <laughs> I am speechless. I, I appreciate all you guys. So yeah. thank you so much. That um, it definitely got me a little choked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the holidays. It's, it's always about giving. But when someone chooses to give you something that you didn't even know that you needed, yeah. Like words of encouragement, that means a lot. It does. It means it a does. lot because there are many days when I wish she would have really... put her name so that we could say thank you to her and her husband. Yeah. And there are many a days. I too. will say this though: I did not fix your husband. Your husband made choices to fix himself. Mm-hmm. Like you got to give that man credit. For sure. He didn't have to listen to a thing I said or decide he wanted to do anything. For he sure. actually put the work in, mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. deserves all the credit. That none of that goes to me. So kudos to him and kudos to you for introducing him to us. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys. No, love y'all. Love that. Thank you so much. All right. I think we should end it on that, man. I, I, think I just we should. That was it's like the holiday a really, season. really good high. You know, yes, it's a really good high. It's the, it's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to love my wife. I want to love my kids. So yes, that's what we're looking forward to doing. As soon as these kids let out from school, well, yeah. like I said, it starts around things. Well, Coda's birthday this year for us. Yeah. So that now now we start the holiday season with all our big holidays. Starting with uh, Dakota's birthday, Cairo's, mm-hmm. no, sorry, Cassie, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then spiraling into my stuff. So thank y'all so much. We love you. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, or if you want to send us more flowers, like we love this, <laughs> uh, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's right. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time. We're talking holidays. We're talking about Kadeen's big Christmas. That happens every year. And um, I guess my moment of truth or my takeaway is just, you know, let's not forget the ultimate reason around the holiday. Um, and for me, that's family. That's mm-hmm. family togetherness, giving, um, regardless of, you know, what you believe in or where you come from, what your background is, what your, you know, religious beliefs and ideologies are. If you just ultimately think about how you can be of help to someone else, particularly around this time of year, then we'll all be winning. Yeah. I just feel so good around the holidays. My moment of truth is this. Each day we work to build a legacy, not to be defined by our greatness, but by the masses we inspire to be greater than ourselves. The greatest, yes, my motto has been my motto since sophomore year of college. Um, The greatest gift you can give someone is to inspire them. Mm. Inspire them to be better 
uh, inspire them to want more, inspire them to learn more, mm-hmm. and inspire them to pay it forward. So that's for my sure. my moment of truth is for everyone to feel inspired and, and inspire someone to pay it forward to inspire someone else. I love that, baby. That's great. And hopefully I'll be inspired to take down my tree at a decent time this year, but I won't make any promises. Oh, you won't need to be inspired. I'm going uh, to hire people to take it down if it is not down. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that no more. Low I'm not key, I'm all right with that because I don't like to take them shits down know-how. All right. Be sure to follow us on social media, uh, Dead As The Podcast, and you can follow Kadeen I Am to see more tree uh, progress. <laughs> and I am Deval. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And all that good stuff to all Everything, you beautiful people out here in the Deadass Podcast Happy family. New Year. We'll see y'all again yeah. soon. Next year, baby. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.